Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing feedback. We've got a lot of Loki to talk about. A lot. It's kind of loco. Oh, that's a terrible joke. All that and more that we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And in our producer chair tonight, we have the lovely Ashley Coffin. How you doing, Asho? I am fantastic. I'm ready to jump right in Asho. <laughs> a little took a long. second. It took to respond. It took a new. second. I don't know. Just, it's like she had that sentence chambered and then was yeah. like, hold up. Like, pull the e-brake. The We're not a scripted show, people, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's clear. I think it's very clear. Yeah. Anyway, so how, <laughs> ready how to are dive you? Into that feedback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Let's me go. Too. Let's do it. Uh, hit us with some feedback, Jeffo. Hannah, one of our patrons, says, "Hi, folks. What Loki variants do you think we'll see next season? I think we'll see a sea mammal Loki. <laughs> He'll be a glorious porpoise. <laughs> I'll see myself out." <laughs> Oh, Jeff, you loved that. You loved that I love it so, so much. much. Thank you, Hannah. You kick, kicking things off right tonight with a, oh, with a such a good one. Porpoise pun. Thank you. <laughs> five stars, Hannah. Five stars. Okay, I'm all right. I'm not crying. It was so good though. <clears throat> Jonathan Kim, another of our patrons, says, uh, Hello, Variants. After watching the first season of Loki, <laughs> I have a thought that hurts my brain to throw out to you all for discussion. So we saw at the beginning of Episode 6 that the time stream was a ring-slash-loop. What if everything is supposed to happen as it is? Even the killing of He Who Remains. The multiverse war is supposed to happen, and he who remains is the one who ends up in the end every time. This war is just the beginning of the loop, and now we are just getting the stories in between. Of course, infinite number of stories there. In the end, people technically still do have free will, but it all ends up being back in a loop. Thoughts? Love you 3000. Jonathan. I think it's definitely an interesting thought on, like, so... I don't think the loop that is surrounding the temple means that because by the end, the loop is no longer a loop. It starts to become the multiverse. All the branches start appearing, but it is how much did that ring and that loop and that circle have thematically. I do think, I mean, even he who remains thinks that like he says like, okay, either, either, either I, you take over the job and I retire or you kill me and I'll be back. Like he thinks it's good. It's a loop. Well, it it sounds, honestly, it sounds to me like he's maintaining this loop or circle or whatever to keep the other, you know, the the other circles, the other variants of him away from his spot. And, you know, because he thinks he's so benevolent. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he said, like, wait until you meet my variants. Right. But then he he did say, wait until you meet my variants. Like, you think I'm bad? Wait until you meet my variants. Like... Well, that was his threat to try to get yeah. them to make the choice he wanted them to make. Which there are no coincidences, Matt. Did Marvel they? very deliberately chose those words. <laughs> did they or did they not? Though you know what I mean. I mean, like we're definitely yeah. going to meet his variants. That's definitely true. Yeah, but, like we are in, now. in that moment, that. he was trying to twist them up. The, the question mm-hmm. is, did he? Did they? Did he want them to stab him? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Does he know? Yeah. 
Does he know? That's the, that's the real question. That's the, that's the burning question we all have is, does he know? Does he who remains know that all of this is going to happen exactly like this? Like, is this all part of his grand plan? Mm, yeah. 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 I thought so. Oh, yeah. That's still what I think. I, I, I respect that. I <laughs> respect the, the, the man who'll die for his plan. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, I respect that. Like, that Ashley feels like she, she's, she's fairly confident. She's been consistent since the beginning that she feels like that was all part of his plan. That's what he wanted was for them all to stab him. Part of the plan. <laughs> but I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. I'm really still up in the air about it. I, you know, I'm, I'm on board the, the, it's all a plan train. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I feel like Kang is that kind of crazy. Like, he's that kind of, um, manipulative and and nutso when it comes to how the timeline can go right something i can't i don't know if we talked about this in the last episode or if we talked about this on wednesday on trivia so i may have mentioned this in the last episode um but something that i've i've, I've someone pointed out in either the feedback or, or somewhere was the gold inlay in throughout the uh, throughout the temple mm-hmm. and how it is uh very similar to the Japanese art of repairing pottery. You guys know yep, what I'm talking and about? And accenting the, uh, accenting the breaks. Yeah. So it seems like the Citadel also, by the way, the Citadel looks a lot like a sanctum. It does. And the fact that the ancient one was also seemingly protecting the timeline, right? Like she's protecting what she thinks of as a sacred timeline. It it almost appears to me like the TVA is protecting the sacred timeline from the outside and the ancient one is protecting it from the inside. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like maybe even they are sort of agents of his unwittingly or not. I'm not sure. Well, she has peered all through time. And now we know that the TVA is there to prune those branch timelines. Like the only, uh, it was in a it was in a thing that I saw I think someone posted it in the Facebook chat recently but um it was like when Doctor Strange went looking forward in time those 14,605 different ways that he saw it happening it's that only one way fits in he who remains plan for how the the multiverse or rather how the the sacred timeline should go and every other time some like every other choice that was made or every other, you know, variant of that that specific timeline got pruned. Right. So this was the only one that could maintain that. That's the question. Did Doctor Strange see that? Well, like, if Doctor Strange could see that with using the time stone, then the ancient one, who had been peering through time, like she said, mm-hmm. and she could never get past that one moment of her death, she would have seen those uh, those variant realities as well, and would have seen those being pruned. Possibly, when you, when you say peering through time, if time is the metric you're peering through, if that makes sense, or the 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 uh, the axis at which you're, you're you're talking about, it may mean you stay in your three dimensional space. So she may mean peering through time might mean I peered through my timeline, the timeline that I know exists. You know what I mean? But we also know that Doctor Strange looked at all these multiverses, but he never mentions the TVA. So it's not like he he doesn't mention the TVA because mentioning the TVA would get them pruned. Sure, that's possible. It, it, it it'll be interesting to see if Doctor Strange knows about the TVA. And, or or the one who remains, or the idea of the sacred timeline. I mean, clearly, the way that 
the ancient one describes it on the rooftop seems almost like she's saying it's an ancient, like this is sacred. We don't want to create a branch that'll be dark and not, not right. what we want, you know? Well, like at the moment or at the moment that she was saying it, the rest of us were, uh, we were thinking, you know, when Bruce, if Bruce were to take the time stone from her reality right then and not return it, then if, like whenever yeah. Dormammu shows up, and wants to consume the world, then uh, Doctor Strange would have nothing to bargain with, right? Yeah, but somewhat. That that was the first thought. Well, she also says it creates the flow of time, right? But now we know about the TVA. We could, we could. I rather, I think it would be safe to assume that she knows about the TVA because of you know peering through time and seeing branch timelines. Because you know it's all about decisions. It's all about choice and. You know, if she's looking through th- through the time stream at choices, then obviously the TVA is going to show up at some point. She's going to see it happen. So, like, it just it makes sense for her to to know about them. I, I agree. It kind of doesn't make sense not to know about them, but at the same time, unless unless somehow you know he who remains is shielding that information or something like they they're seeing these possible timelines and how they would play out. I don't know. You know that power seems a lot less interesting. I don't think he cares. Honestly, like right. he can. I think he doesn't care that anybody knows about the TVA as long as they follow his plan. Like, sure, you can know about me as long as you follow this path. Whatever. I would agree with that. Hmm. Uh, anyway, I, that I makes do, him I, a lot more sinister. I do want to point out the idea mm-hmm. of of the inlaid pottery, like. So oh yeah, we'll circle back to that. That's what started this branch <laughs> branch conversation that we've been on for the last few minutes. Let's go back to the original timeline. Let's prune this. Um Yeah, prune that. Uh, I'll do I'll prune it in the edit, don't worry. Um yeah, we'll fix it in pruning. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna call call editing from now on. When so it, it, there's this Japanese practice of when you break pottery, instead of trying to fix it and make it look like it was never broken. You accentuate the cracks. You accentuate them by using gold inlay to to fix the cracks in the pottery. And the entire citadel at the end of time is like themed with those same golden like veins. Like veins, yeah. yeah. So it makes me wonder, like kind of like you're saying, if it is a big loop and he who remains is a version of Kang that's gonna keep coming back and keep coming back, then like maybe he's Maybe that is the example, like maybe the Citadel has been destroyed or at least the concept of the Citadel has been destroyed before. And that's sort of like a thematic clue to that fact. And he says, you know, I've, I've seen it all before and all this stuff. And it's just, it's interesting. I also had the weird thought that like, what if the Kangs are taking turns? (laughs) Hear me out. Right. Okay. So like there's this infinite number of Kangs. They all want their, the multiverse. They, they all like run the multiverse. And then each can, they like, maybe they, maybe this like, maybe, especially maybe the four that we see in the, <laughs> at the end of time, they're like, all right, you, you're going to go first. You like, like, you know what I mean? Like you run, you run the multiverse for an eon or two and see. And oh. then at the end, when you're ready to die, you pass it on to me and then you pass it on to the next, you know, do you, do you remember in episode one of Loki before they hit the opening credits at all? There's that guy that was like, take a ticket. That's what it is. 
They took a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> all the Kangs are in a, in a line with their ticket. It's like, I'm next. They have a metaphysical quantum <laughs> ticket that's going to let them into the next next in line. And it's just that one guy. It's just standing there with all the Kangs coming in. He's like, take a ticket. Yeah. So if, if that's the case or something like that, where this, this, this version of Kang has, has, has won, he's done his thing, he's oh. now so old and tired that he's just ready to give it up. He's like... This is a game for the young. I give it over to the next Kang in line. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it it kind of goes with the idea of they're learning things. They've got all these books around them that are like the stories of the multiverse, I assume, and or at least their timelines that they've they've lived out. Now, it's all just really terrible smut novels, <laughs> <laughs> penthouse forums, and such. Yeah, like if you pull the book off the shelf, you see the cover has like. A very muscular dude, a horse, somebody has long flowing hair, uh, there's probably lightning on a hilltop somewhere. Yeah, yeah. They all look the same. Oh yeah, lots of Fabio. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yep, <laughs> exactly that. I mean, it gets bored in the Citadel at the end of time, you know? You gotta, yeah, gotta spice have, it up. Gotta spice it up uh, with some Fabio. <laughs> anyway. Here we got. What do we got next? <laughs> Ashley's like, let's go. We're at Fabio. Let's move. <laughs> <laughs> that's, our, that's our new sports. We always move on. Fabio, it's really time. It's really time. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to hold you all to that. <laughs> <laughs> no more Fabio. <laughs> Denied. <laughs> oh, man. Nicole, another of our patrons, says, hey, MCU cast fam. <laughs> That's better than accidentally leaving a name out, right? I wanted to bring up the design of the Citadel at the end of time. It's a black stone. It, Matt, this is exactly what you were talking oh, about. Oh, crap. Well, here we go. It's a black uh, stone, but shot through with gold everywhere. I couldn't stop thinking that it reminded me of that Japanese art where they repair pottery with gold. Uh, Kinski. It treats, it, quote, treats breakage as part of the history rather than something to hide, end quote, per Wikipedia. I feel like this means something, that all of the broken timelines are somehow recorded, or that they're part of the greater whole, and that the branching timelines and all the stuff they pruned actually had a purpose, and those broken bits of the what will be the multiverse need to be unleashed. Thoughts? Nicole. Mm. I like all of that. I, it really ties together with what we were just talking about, which does yeah. this Citadel, all the books that are in there, are, are they somehow recorded? Are those, those, those are, maybe those are not actual books. Maybe they're like representations of books that like mean all recorded history or like each of those books is a timeline that's recorded. And does the multiverse play out the same way? Cause Kang seemed to think it would. Kang seems to think if you let the multiverse split off, it's going to, I will end up back here, he says. You know what I mean? Right. You know, we say I will end up back here, but like a version of him will right. end up back here. Like, I'm always the one that comes back here to to be the ruler, so <laughs> you know, whatever. See you soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. I Dead love it. this idea that now basically the goal is to like topple that recurring dominion, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> It's always another another day, another Kang. I apologize, Nicole, for taking your uh, taking your thunder there uh, by by bringing that up like thirty seconds too early. It's always what happens. <laughs> right? We do it every time. <laughs> read read the copy. <laughs> right. 
Read the copy. You'll see there's no Fabio in there. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle Barwick sent us an email. Hi, Matt, Jeff, and Ashley. I'm writing in from Tasmania, Australia, but originally from Liverpool, UK, in case Jeff wants to try that interesting blend of accents. I do not. That is a hard one. No, no, no. Just wanted to share a thought I had while discussing Loki with a friend from work, not Hulk, an actual friend from work. <laughs> I feel like he who remains could have, uh, couldn't have just opened up completely honestly like he claimed to do. The whole show was full of lies and hidden agendas and we should expect nothing less from a Loki show. I feel like this would have certainly extended to he who remains. It seemed like he was guiding them into what happened just like he was guiding them all the way to his citadel. He offered a choice, but was it really? Again, the theme of the whole show, he goaded Sylvie, reinforced the idea that she can't trust anyone, including Loki. She was primed, ready to take the act, or ready for taking the action that she did at the end. This also explains why he seemed pleased as he died. That's what he wanted to happen. Uh Why would he want Uh that, though? He'd already mentioned reincarnation and that he'd be back there again anyway. My theory is that this is how he's creating his own kind of immortality. Uh-huh. I assume, just like anyone, eventually he'd get old and die, but if he keeps this cycle going, he essentially goes on forever. Those files sent to Renslayer could have been copies of what he showed Loki and Sylvie on his desk, details of everything that happens or is said in his great plan. If he sent her to give those files to his younger self... His knowledge carries over to this to his next self, and he can follow the guidebook to the sacred timeline so the cycle continues. Thanks for reading and for everything you do. I've been listening for a long time, so long I don't actually remember when I started. Maybe early phase three? Mm-hmm. And it's always a pleasure following along with all the thoughts, feedback, and Mephistos. <laughs> Take care, Kyle. Yeah, I ship this 100%. I totally understand it. Fantastic idea i love it i like it a lot so much that's kind of like what i've been like thinking was because he gave those files away he definitely let what's her face know something and if it was to give like his future self the things it makes perfect sense right Mm -hmm. uh what do you think like what if um similar to what matt was saying about the uh the deli line you know take a ticket (laughs) similar to that though like in every iteration of the timeline or whatever, like Ravana goes to give young Kang the files. He reads them, he learns and he grows, but each time is in like an alternation. Like he swings back and forth on the spectrum of like Kang, the conqueror versus, you know, jolly old he who remains. It's weird because yeah, this can't be exactly the same loop. So this is a good idea. The fact that there's like a binary back and forth because yeah, this obviously is not the same version of the TVA that we saw uh, in last season. Mm-hmm. And that all still mm-hmm. relates to the idea of what is the TVA and where does it reside and is it timeline specific or is it one TVA to rule them all, you know? I don't know if he would have them doing something different just because it was a different uh, variant, I wonder. Because he wants, you know, he needs the TVA to keep doing what they're doing to keep his flow of time going. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't know how different um, the corporation as a whole might be at that point. Like in this new, well, do you think they're doing something differently? Like what if they're a little bit more brutal about their tax, like tactics, because it's a different kind of leader. Well, I don't I know. I think it could be interesting if like their goal is totally opposite. Like w- Kang from comics tries to 
create the perfect version of himself by creating lots of versions of himself um, and continuing to go back and kind of like restart the process. <laughs> it's and, a numbers game for him. Yeah, it's a numbers game to some degree. Like he, he actually, <laughs> he actually does sort of support his earlier versions in like, he's like, I'm going to go back and fix the problems with my, m- this version of myself had these problems. I'm going to go make sure that's different next time. So he does that sort of thing in comics. So like, what if this version that we saw is this one that lived forever and is the end of time, but this new version doesn't want to shut down the multiverse, but wants to like proliferate it. He wants to like create more Kangs. He's like, yeah, I I, like, I'm running the game. I'm outside the game. I'm still Kang the Conqueror, but I'm trying to create an even better version of myself to pass this, pass this along to when I'm done or whatever. Well, when Loki went running up to um, B-15 and, and Mobius at the end, they were, they were saying like, there's a bunch of branches. Is this, is this what he wanted? Maybe it's, Maybe this was his plan. So that goes along with Kang the Conqueror saying, here's all these multiverses. All of these are worlds to conquer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like, um, what was, oh, I think it was the, oh, uh, it was Alexander the Great, the, that quote in Die Hard, when he saw the sea, Alexander <laughs> wept for there were no more worlds to conquer. Oh, right. Yeah. Hmm. Good quote. Anyway, similar to that, he creates more worlds to conquer. Yeah, that absolutely could be. Or more worlds to produce more versions of himself. You know, it's really all about getting a, a bigger, better Kang. John, send us an email. Hey, Ash and the Ashettes. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. This one I approve of. I like it a lot. Fully deserved. It is. Yep. Hey, Ash and the Ashettes. Controversial opinion on Loki and spoiler alert for the series. I was disappointed with the last episode. Well, we don't have to read this email. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. On the one hand, I respect the decision to make 50% of the episode a philosophical discussion. For superhero properties that can be heavily dependent on pew pew pews, this is refreshing. That being said, uh, other than the fact that it was Kang at the top... There was actually nothing new in the reveal that wasn't shown in the Miss Minutes narrated video in episode one. A winner of the multiversal war establishes the TVA to prevent chaos. Check. For a series focused on conspiracy behind the TVA, the actual truth was just that instead of being run by three space lizards in a room, the TVA was run by a spaceman in a different room. Instead of the staff coming from unidentified other sources, they came from pruned universes. Not quite an earth-shattering revelation. As a result, the ultimate moral quandary of the last episode was a somewhat self-evident moral quandary of the show from the get-go. So the investment we were supposed to have was in how this quandary would impact the Loki-Sylvie relationship. And all I have to say here is that it looks like the Odin sons have something in common. They're both chumps that fall in love with people within less than a week. <laughs> On the bright side, the music and visuals were good, and Owen Wilson really wowed the audience. Warm regards, John S. I could not disagree with John Moore. <laughs> yeah, sorry, John. Oh, you know, John. We can all disagree here. We can. It's all good. John. John it's okay has his thing. Disagree. It's fine that he does. It's fine that he's this wrong. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's fine he didn't like it, but I think the thing uh, the thing you're missing is. For the the revelations that happened were huge. I mean, the revelation that they're all variants 
is insane for the characters themselves. They've been pruning variants. Their entire life is built around killing the thing that they are. That's a huge revelation. When you think about like, yeah. I'm designed to kill the thing that I am. And I am, I'm literally designed. I mean, B15 is designed to hate the thing that she is. And then she goes, Oh, I am that. And then, yeah. and that makes her stop. That's huge for her character and for Owen Wilson's character and all of them. Um, and then the fact that, uh, the, the, the same, by the same token, the fact that timekeepers are not these benevolent forces, but they're this guy who just won the multiversal war, which I think was pretty predictable, but like, it, it, it's still a huge revelation to the characters. And then the way that the, the last episode is not about revelations. The revelations have all happened by the last episode. The last episode, except for Kang himself, the rev, the last episode is about the two, Loki and Sylvie relationship and the two of them trying to decide how to resolve this thing when they've come to this place where they completely disagree about how, what the next step is, you know? Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, Jeff? You looked like you were very excited about something. No, I was not excited. I'm terrified. We're about to... No, Mm-mm. no, Ashley, like, n- nothing. Yep. What happened? Keep going. <laughs> nothing? <sighs> Is it in the chat or something? No, it's a no. thought that I had, and it's a... No. I mean, if you want to go for it, you can always prune it later, if it's something yeah, that you, you don't can, feel comfortable you can with. Fix it, and, fix it in pruning. Okay. So there's a... There, <sighs> okay. I'm going to piss off a lot of people here. <laughs> okay. I know that already. That's why I asked Ashley <laughs> if it was okay. All right. Good luck. So... <laughs> I see uh, a bit of an allegory or just a, a bit of a parallel with uh, the programmed racism that you and I would have grown up with, Matt, here in the in the South. Sure. Where it's just drilled into your head. This is the way things are. This is the way things are. This is the way things are. Until something happens to open your eyes and be like, no, wait, they're a people. I am also a people. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I can't do that. I That's bad. Absolutely. Which is kind of, you know, that, that that's what I'm seeing with the, with the TVA. Oh, like 100%. Once they get their eyes open, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. These are also a people. It doesn't have to be race. It can be anything we other people for. But yes, race Any is hate. absolutely part of it. Yes. Yeah, you could put, it could just be hate group. Yeah, anything yeah. you hate. Anything you hate. Any people that you're allow, allowing yourself to hate because you don't consider them valuable. Like you are right. valuable. They think of themselves as these beings that are created to do this job. And then they realize, oh, we're not angels at all. We're just variants that were, that were retasked, you know? And it's a huge change for them. And what I love is that's what I think is going to have to happen on a larger scale for the entirety of the MCU right now. Because we're about to get a multiverse. Probably a multiverse war of some type. Whether it's Kangs fighting each other, whether it's, you know, the universes can't all exist, so one some of them have to fight and collapse on each other like we've seen in comics and things. Sounds like madness. Yeah, it does sound like madness. But if you're fighting a guy from a different universe and you're like, that guy can just die, it's fine. He's not the real Spider-Man. I'm the real Spider-Man. Oh god. But yeah. then you have to have that revelation that you're like, oh wait. He is also valuable. He is also yeah. has per- purpose and value. And like he's someone else's Spider-Man. Yeah. And you have to have that realization. And I think that that sort of broader empathy is, I think what we're going to end up with in the multiverse. And I hope, I hope right. I-, I love that kind of storyline. Cause I think like, I personally believe 
that that's one of our purposes as human beings is to broaden our empathy. We all are born, as you said, we're born in the South, this sort of programmed racism, but everybody is born in there. First, it's your family and your family is the important people and everyone outside of that is, but you broaden that to your friends and then you broaden it to everyone in your area and then you broaden it to everyone you know, you broaden it and broaden it and broaden it. And hopefully we all get to a place where we have a broad sense of empathy for everyone. So I love the idea of these stories. Awesome. I don't think that's controversial at all. Okay. No, personally. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I, I was scared. I'm going you know? to talk about racism. Is that cool? I was like, I don't know, man. What the hell are you going to say? <laughs> that's not a good, I was like, Ugh. not a good segue. It's uh, 8.08. Let's do this. Okay. <laughs> you good. You good. Ashley looks at the clock. Oh, we got, we're going to go for hours on this topic. Uh-oh. It's like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> Oh, man. So all of that discussion is a really good segue into the discussion of multiverse, which I think we need to hold on to until our next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We Our next episode that will hit the feed is our commissioned episode on how does the multiverse work? And we're just going to kind of break it down and talk about it a little bit. Um, so keep an eye on the, your feeds for that. Keep an eye on the feed. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, so, in in the interest of moving along and also uh, holding on to good discussion, let's move on to Richard Rolson from Twitter. Said to the MCU podcast, I listened to your last podcast prior to episode Loki episode six and had a thought based on your discussion of the multiverse. I was a huge fan of the What If comic franchise back in the eighties and nineties, so I was really excited to hear that they would be or that there would be an animated series of What Ifs, but I didn't think more about it. Now, however, with the plot of Loki and the title of the next Doctor Strange movie and hence at the next Spider-Man movie, I'm wondering about the What If series. Is not each What If story a Nexus event? Could there be a plan to tie the What If series into the MCU 4.0 more than might have been expected? Just the thought. Great show. So glad Loki inspired me to see who was discussing it. Thanks, Richard. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Richard, for joining us. That's awesome. Richard, you may uh, you may want to go back and listen to a, a previous cast because I have definitely discussed it. Of holy crap, guys! What if is canon? Mm-hmm. Like because we have the multiverse, what if mm-hmm. is it's going to be a part of it? Him, All yeah. of it, every episode is a potential thread in this web. Right. We'll talk more about the multiversal web, and we and yeah. we and we we know that Uatu. The Watcher is like the main mm-hmm. character. He's the narrator of this. He's the the crypt keeper, if you will, of this uh, anthology series. Wow. <laughs> I like that reference. Talk about a throwback. Thank you. It's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that show. <laughs> Me too. I both love it and hate it. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm like, I'm frightened thinking about the Crypt Keeper in some of those episodes. I think the only one of those I ever saw was Bordello of Blood. Oh, interesting. So the movie. Oh, I remember being little watching that at like 1130 every Saturday night live. Yeah. TV shows. Almost yeah. midnight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the show, though, has a Watu as this narrator. I think it's he's going to be like literally talking about the concept of the multiverse. Maybe he'll even talk about the fact that it is open again. And like, maybe he's been watching the single like, or this like band of mul- of multiverses that has been the sacred timeline all this time. And maybe he's been like bored. Maybe he's like the multiverse is open again. I will watch, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I can totally, I think was he's out bored. for a minute. 
Yeah. He seemed bored to me. He's like, he seemed the, bored to me. The, the cable was out for a minute, so yeah. <laughs> thank God there's more channels now. No, Rick and Morty Multiverse Cable, man. I had to watch cable, the man. local shit. <laughs> Have you seen Rick and Morty Multiverse Cable? No. It's a, he puts a multiverse cable box on their TV, and so every once in a while they do a multiverse cable episode, and it's just them channel surfing, and it's just them watching the multiverse, and it'll be like a little 30-second skit in this multiverse, and then uh, this version of the multiverse, and then the, another 30-second skit, and the, it's very funny. Uh, and apparently okay. they improv it all. It's just them in front of the mics being like, and now we're all chairs. I don't know. It's just weird. Um, that is weird. <laughs> it is very weird and very funny. Something that's like mildly relevant to what if, if mm-hmm. you go and read issue zero of the original Sin comic, like it follows uh, Sam Alexander, young Nova for like most of it. But when he goes to Uatu's sanctum, Uatu shows him where, like kind of where he comes from, like his past and shows him the, this like, this pad that he can stand on where he's searching, scanning the multiverse, trying to find a version in the multiverse where, uh, the decision that his father made didn't happen the way that it did. So like he's, he's scanning for this one, this one variant where it doesn't happen like that. And like with Uwatu looking at all of these different variants like that, it gave me real strong. What if vibes like, it was awesome. Yeah. That's rad. Um, have you seen... So, I don't know how much you uh, uh, have been paying attention to the rumors mill this week, but there's been a bunch of rumors, and we want to do it. We need to do a news episode soon and sort of track down these rumors and see how, how legit they might be. Um, none of them are. None of them are? Uh-uh. All of them are. All of them are, none of them are. But there was a, there was a rumor this week that, like... Uh, Haley Atwell's Captain Britain or whatever from uh, from What If would appear in one of the future movies coming up soon. Um, I want to say yeah. it was in Multiverse of Madness or something. Probably like, Multiverse of Madness. That'd be cool. Be so cool if it'd be so cool if we got these like you know you remember like the Animatrix a little bit. I remember the idea of it being right. an anthology series of animated mm-hmm. things kind of related ancillary to the Matrix. Yeah, they put out like little six little animated shorts in between the Matrix 1 and 2, I believe, or maybe it was between 2 and 3. But then some of those characters crossed over into the movies. And like, how cool would it be if we didn't even know it, but we watched the What If series. We got to know the backgrounds of these like alternate versions. They just seem like little stories. And then they all like actually enter the story and we see their lives in the big on the big screen. Yeah, zombie cap. Oh, zombie cap. What if the zombies <laughs> start pouring into the uh, MCU? <laughs> That's terrifying. It really is. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> I know Ashley would love that because she's such a horror fan. World War M. <laughs> World War Mutants. I was like, is that M like mutant or M like Magneto? Or multiverse. The dead. Yeah, well, no, not Magneto. Or Michael Fassbender. <laughs> are we talking about zombies or my thirst? What are we talking? <laughs> Don't yes. bring up Mac. This will just turn into an entire Magneto talk. <laughs> Do you think they'll bring them through though? Really? Yeah, like that's such a perfect time to bring some of those characters, and I've been saying it and saying it. Yep. yep. Like, please. If things get as crazy as they're seeming like they're getting with this Spider-Man movie, like if we actually get freaking toby mcguire and andrew garfield but it really seems like we're going to uh, since alfred molina's in there 
Yep. Um, and Jamie Foxx. And Jamie Foxx. Like, it really <laughs> seems like that's happening, which means, like, I really would not be upset if we got a f- freaking animated Miles Morales showing up or Spider-Ham. Like, I would be okay with that. It's the multiverse. Have, like, a trippy... And who better to direct that trippy, campy craziness than Sam Raimi? Like, right? Sam yeah. Raimi directing, like, a... Uh, who framed Roger Rabbit style like animation scene where they like enter the multiverse and meet you know all these different versions oh gosh I want it so bad so taking a second to to break away from the conversation I was warned about this we have a we have a raid incoming welcome raiders oh yeah. party of 32 has uh, has joined oh, us thank you <laughs> thank you so much for joining who who raided us Max Danziger. Whoa. Friends of the Waterfall Angel. Oh, wow. Thank you, thank you, thank you, man. Welcome uh, all of you new folks. We're just over <laughs> here talking about Loki, so Loki spoiler yeah. alert. Uh, hope you yeah, if around. you haven't seen Loki, what are you doing with your life? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> We really appreciate y'all joining. That's awesome. Yep. So, rumors, right? We were talking about the rumor mill. Yes. And obviously we want, we want Henry Cavill to be Sentry. I, yeah. I don't know who Sentry Robert is. Reynolds. Don't say we like you're talking for all. Hyperion, <laughs> right? I don't want him to be anything in the MCU. I'm so tired of them reusing all the same actors. Really? But that's just my soapbox. I actually kind of okay. love the idea of him as Adam Warlock and them them really picking on him about being the perfect man. You know what I mean? Because like he's Superman from DC, <laughs> yeah. and then really give, yeah. like the Guardians giving him shit about being the perfect man. Oh God, that would be so great. That's what I like. Uh, I want Peter Quill picking his ass apart. Yeah. The entire time, like, you're not that great. Or, like, you've seen your face. What if he mm-hmm. is so perfect? And then they're still picking on him, but he is really right. perfect. And he's like, then Thor has a similar relationship to him that Quill has been having oh, to shit. Thor. I was going to so, say, didn't we already have that storyline with right, yeah. Thor? Well, it'd be great if, like, suddenly Thor and Quill are on the same <laughs> side. And they're like, the new Gamora ends up with, uh, with Adam Warlock. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's so good. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Ah, I like it. So, okay, yeah, I'm down. I'm down with that. I like him for Adam Warlock. I was thinking that he could be a, a solid, um, a solid Magneto because of the white hair from that he had with the Witcher. I'm sorry, what did you just say? <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I, it was put out there by other people on the internet, and I thought, you know, that's okay. If he's not Robert Reynolds, then that's fine. Who's Robert Reynolds? I mean, I, I Robert lost Reynolds the is Sentry. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Robert. No, Robert Reynolds, the Sentry is is he's called the Golden Bullet a lot of times. Like Norman Osborn. Jeff, I'm gonna stop this. I'm never okay. gonna learn anything about Sentry. And every time you mention it, I'm gonna pretend like I've never heard it before. That's my cool. new bit. <laughs> okay. So Sentry. <laughs> who? Norman Osborn took in this like this broken man, right? This guy who had taken drugs and because he had taken drugs, like a specific drug, he had gotten superpowers and like it was a long ass time ago and like he's got a weird history, but he's like this mentally broken person. He's basically like Superman but crazy. And Norman Osborne's like, No, no, we can fix it to where you're a hero. Like, I can help you. But, like, when he goes nuts, he becomes the void and, like, starts destroying everything around him. And... When I go, when I go nuts, I become the void, too. Yeah. But I just eat yeah. a lot. Just yeah. <laughs> I just... No, that's called being Galactus. That's a different <laughs> thing. <laughs> 
Yeah, so he goes, he's, um, he's this big bad dude when he's not a great guy. So, like, I think that, that Cavill could pull that off really well. Like, he's a, he's a pretty solid actor, and he's got the build to be Robert Reynolds. But... Who? Robert Reynolds is really only interesting with everybody, with the whole world, the whole Marvel-verse around him. So, I think we need okay. to give it a little bit on that one. Cool. Anyway. So, wait, we had a... We had a question from our uh, our raid leader. Do y'all have a favorite Loki? Max Danziger asked if we have a favorite Loki. Mm, Gator Loki. Loki Gator. Loki Gator is your favorite. Did you see the behind the scenes where they had the blue like alligator shape? Oh, it's great. <laughs> yeah, oh, that it was, was really such great. a good stand in. <laughs> I love Alligator Loki because of what it means for the multiverse, like how weird it can get. You know what I mean? Like that's fair. Know, it's just That's so fair. much fun. Like all the other versions, yeah, like whatever. But like he becomes an alligator somehow, and it's persistent enough that it follows him to the void. <laughs> yeah. Who? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned it, Matt. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm not I'm not gonna give this to you, not this time. I'm thinking of my favorite. I think my favorite is Old Man Loki, the, the mm. Richard E. Grant classic Loki. A good choice. Not just because he had the amazing costume, but because he had that amazing costume. Mm. Did you see the horns? How big they were? Yeah, like how big just horns. like perfect Loki it was. And then he was like super uber spellcaster at the end of it like summoning all of asgard to distract <laughs> Elioth. like ah oh, it's so good that's yeah it was pretty amazing so lauren water sent us an email hello ashley jeff and matthew i absolutely adored this finale and have loved seeing everyone's reaction to it one thing i found odd is how hard people are coming down on sylvie for making the choice to kill kang slash the one who remains i've seen a lot of people say that she pulled a star lord by killing him and i have to say i disagree I know that by freeing the timeline, she's risking interdimensional war, but isn't that still better than not giving other timelines a chance at all? I mean, assuming the worst case scenario, which I would argue with the introduction of free will is not guaranteed, that the multiverse returns to interdimensional war, the net result will still be the same with either trillions dying of war or trillions dying of the void. Both are painful and horrific, the only real difference is that the sacred timeline gets to exist without these concerns, which I would argue is a pretty selfish bargain, especially for Sylvie, who isn't from the sacred timeline and therefore never even got that chance. At least this way, people get free will and the opportunity to attempt to see if multiple realities can coexist. You can argue that under the Kang or the Lokis, at least one world would get to live in peace, but I just don't think that's worth the cost of murdering trillions of life to, or of timelines for crimes they haven't committed and stripping the people of the sacred timeline of the basis of free will. I also understand that after a lifetime of pain and planning, why something like killing the man who killed her family and the general concept of free will would be non-negotiable to Sylvie. Which is why it's all the sadder that after achieving what she's considered her sole purpose for millennia, Sylvia is now back to where we found her, alone and likely on the run. Anyway, long story short, hashtag Sylvie was right. <laughs> Thank you all for an awesome season. Can't wait for season two. I am 100% with Lauren here, and I'm going to go further than you. Uh, you talked about the racism conversation earlier, and, and I didn't think you were very controversial, but the idea of no justice, no peace, 
is what this reminds me of. Like, uh, and, and, <laughs> and riot, the, the like MLK quote, uh, riots are the language of the unheard. Like these, these timelines are being like trampled on mm-hmm. and Sylvie is one of those being trampled. Yep. She had no chance at existence. Her life was torture because she is a variant and she was not allowed to, to live. You know, from an early age, she's known nothing but war. Now it's just time she brings that war to the people who are causing it, who are stepping on her, you know? Yeah. And so, like, I can't blame her for that. Um, Even though, yeah, it's going to cause some craziness and it's going to cause some really, really wild things in the multiverse. But it, her point would be that it's got to be better than this. Like, the changes that she yeah. makes have to be better than what she's experiencing now, which is completely unfair to those being trampled on. So in the chat, cannot win, uh, sent the message Sylvie by killing, uh, he who remains basically fulfilled the role that Loki's have. And that's to set up others to be the best heroes, the best versions of themselves. So like if we're playing a numbers game, right, the, the multiverse existing and having a whole bunch of different versions of heroes, you can, pick and choose the best ones from each of those timelines. Yeah. Each of those variant realities. Yes, you can. So you grab Quicksilver and Wolverine and Deadpool and and Magneto. Sorry, not, not leaving them out. Yep. Take Fastbender Magneto. Just plug them over. Uh, them over in here. (laughs) From a better, best from the meta perspective, you know? Yeah. 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 Not like who's the strongest. Yeah. No, no, just, just the better. (laughs) Quicksilver showdown, baby. But wait, he got shot. Oh, So, yeah, I'm 100% in agreement uh, with Lauren that this this is not a Star-Lord situation. Yes, Star-Lord also had pain, but, like, he wasn't going to get anything back. Right. By, it was pure petulance and and, and revenge, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, there was just nothing good about the way he attacked Thanos. It was childish. Except that it's what was supposed to happen. Yeah, I guess that's true. According to the Divine Timeline. Right. According to the Divine Timeline that we may or may not have been a good thing, we'll find out in Multiverse of Madness. Probably. (laughs) Or No Way Home. Or Loki Season 2. Honestly, probably later than that. Like, if... I don't know. I wonder how much Multiverse of Madness will tie, tie in a bow the, like, the idea of the multiverse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not that it could shut it down. They could be like, okay, we solve the multiverse. It continues to exist, but there's n- we we stop we destroyed the quantum realm. So now no one can uh cross over between the worlds or we put a barrier in the quantum realm to keep all the all the universes separate. <laughs> we put a shield around this universe so nobody can enter this one. They can fight over there as much as they want, but we're good here. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they, I mean they literally could do something like that. That seems more problematic, but like it does. Yeah, uh, they, they could solve the multiverse to, or, or something, or they could continue to, uh, you know, continue I mean, it on. Yeah, right. I mean, it's hard to say what is what's best because we like we only just are starting to get to know the multiverse really yeah, like just a baby multiverse it's it's in its infancy mm-hmm. really as far as marvel is concerned <laughs> uh, um i don't know we'll we'll just have to see how it how it shakes out right 
this yeah. big tree branching realities yeah some well, of them might need to be pruned like ultron going nutso and winning yeah for sure <laughs> well okay if any uh, oh man a multiversal ultron that won i want that movie because then you really get age of ultron like yeah what well, that's it, what the age of ultron book was yeah exactly um what if we get uh age of age of ultron <laughs> sorry yeah, the movie's called Actual Age of Ultron. <laughs> uh, yes, please. Uh, all right. Let's see. I am really looking forward to all of that. Is there anything else? Any other any other things in the chat? Uh, Brianna asked, when do we think Loki season two will take place? I feel like we went over this last time, though. I don't know that we know anything. Um I'm guessing it'll happen in about a year from now, which will be around when Multiverse Madness comes out. Yeah, I don't know if it'll uh, be Multiverse Madness after. is going to come out in March. In March, May. really? It's May. I think is it's, it May? It's not May. I think it's the first summer movie, so I think it's. I think because oh, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be their big blockbuster. Now I don't know. Uh, no, March twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. Oh, what's the one after hmm. that then? Because generally they save the big tent poles for May. So I wonder. You know what? Tom Hiddleston's top build cast when you look that up. Yeah. That's crazy. On Google. Though, <laughs> you <right>? liars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to think about that. Mm. That's so stupid. Let's see. Let's yeah, see. What do we got? Pro- that's just a rumor at this point. Well, if we're going to do a whole thing about rumors, we could throw Thor. this in there. Thor 4 is the next thing. Uh, it, on May May sixth, twenty twenty two. So okay. that may be the big ten pole. Maybe that will deal with the multiverse a lot. I don't know. But we're getting mm-hmm. the multiverse. I'm really curious because, like, you know how Marvel does. They tend to keep everything tied together, but also separate enough to just watch them. And like, if the multiverse just exists. Will we just have these multiverse stories where, like, oh, someone from the multiverse popped in, and if you haven't well, been wait, watching, wait, isn't Spider-Man's December, wouldn't that be the first? Oh, no, we're talking about yeah. what happens after. Uh, yeah, yeah. Spider-Man... Eter- I mean, Eternals could have the multiverse. We just don't know. It could be in a different universe. Shang-Chi could be in a different multiverse. Yeah. Or different they have the Electro universe. and What's-His-Face confirmed for that Spider-Man movie. That's a multiverse, yeah. right? That's. I mean, that's, yeah. that's pretty solidly multiverse. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that would technically be our next thing, right? Well, Eternals is next, and then Shang. Oh, Shang like, is next. But like that's specifically multiverse because we don't know right. what year that Eternals is going to take place in. Right. right. We don't know. I think What If is actually going to be our first like step into multiverse. What if, like what if the Eternals are coming like not because of the Thanos thing, but because the multiverse exploded? Yeah. Like we've never gotten involved, but now now they're it's, like uh, Jesus Christ, bad. you guys! <laughs> like you caused yeah, like, this. Stop! Stop! I guess it was really humans that did that. Yeah. Also, yeah. they do point out. I think they say in uh, the mo- in in uh, Loki that they're uh, the TVA is humans, right? They say that at one point. They say like you're just a human, and they all look like humans. And I, I'm cu- that that makes me curious. Well, they're Kang, all Kang's a human. They're all pruned variants, or right. not pruned, but they're all variants. So like, of humans, though, like the yeah, multiverse, they're all should humans be all over the universe, though. Like, why don't we have yeah. more? Except for Loki himself, we've got him. He's an Asgardian, but like, 
it's it's weird to me they're all humans. It, it was weird there's not like aliens kind of kicking about in the background. Well, uh, there was one alien that was a scroll. And well, yeah. there was a scroll that was arrested. He was being but not processed. Yeah. Right, he was being processed. But if all of the TVA is variants that have been kind of reprogrammed, like that scroll could have been taken for reprogramming somewhere. Sure. I mean, we don't see them again. But a lot of them are also pruned, we think. Yeah, we, don't, we just don't know. Maybe. Um, some of them are, seems like some are pruned and some are uh, repurposed. Yeah, I, okay. think it's, I think it's a matter of, like, who could be more useful. Like, if you're useful enough, then yeah. you can be uh, reset. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, Ash, you said it was one more? Uh, last one is, okay, from, sorry, Sparks Sam 85 says, okay, we all think Secret War is coming. What do you all think about Beyonder, Collector, and Grandmaster showing up as the new masters from their timelines with various teams to battle Kang? I don't know. Like, the Grandmaster and the Collector have not really been shown to be as, like, crazy powerful as they are in the comics. They just seem to be, like, really old crazy guys. They seem <laughs> like, to be guys with, like, a lot of, like, wealth or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like they're, like they're, they're eccentric. Yeah. Right. Their, their power is their eccentricity. And like, and like, like, like I said, like wealth. money, just like they have, yeah. they seem they're, to have a lot of status and power because they're, they're old super and, old Batman. Yeah. They're super right. old, except without all the gadgets. They just have people that work for them. I don't know. They're super old. Jeff Bezos. Grandmaster has that melt stick. Yeah, but that's just. And the Willy Wonka tunnel. And the Willy Wonka tunnel. What the, the fuck else is a gadget, Matt? <laughs> I'm saying like on his person, he has like people working for him. It's like a palace and he has all this stuff. <laughs> He's not like he's got the he's got the zapper mode for everybody the universal zapper mode come right, on right but isn't that doesn't that someone else that's even manning that most of the time no does he have the zapper remote on his hand okay yeah I'm, he zaps people all the time he was zapping Thor to be like don't don't hurt my Hulk no he's my <laughs> champion like what the fuck else is gadget unless technology come on. well yeah no I just. <laughs> Truth. I, I'm sorry. I, I kind of lost my thread of my logic there. But I was saying, like, it's not like he's wearing a suit. It's not like he's he's not Batman in that sense. Have you seen his suit? He's wearing a nice suit. I, I will. It's admit. very shiny. Very shiny. Okay. Uh, we do have one real quick, just from Spark Sam eighty five says. I think these next two movies will be multiverse, but pre multiverse, pre multiverse, but then at the end of. Or at the end or post credits, multiverse will be open. That's a pretty good call. I like that. I like that theory. Yeah, sort of like um, Ant Man and the Wasp was exactly. pre snap, right up until the end, and you're like, "Why did you do this?" Like, mm-hmm. ah! And how? I'm just amazed they're going to go multiversal with Spider Man when the last thing we saw of Spider Man was him like getting his identity revealed you know what i mean like that's that's that was already so much craziness going on in that kid's life and now you're gonna throw the multiverse at him right we gotta go we gotta get off this episode because we got more to record tonight uh we love you all we are the marvel cinematic universe podcast hit us up at strandedpanda.com peace until next time true believers bye thank you for joining us for the marvel cinematic universe podcast 
Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.